0: Chapter 31 of A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness Connor opened his eyes. He was lying on the grass on the hill above his house. He was still alive, which was the worst thing that could have happened. Why didn't it kill me? He groaned, holding his face in his hands. I deserve the worst. Do you? The monster asked, standing standing above him. I've been thinking for the longest time, Connor said slowly, painfully, struggling to get the words out. I've known forever she wasn't going to make it, almost from the beginning. She said she was getting better because that's what I wanted to hear, and I believed her, except I didn't. No, the monster said. Connor swallowed, still struggling, and I started to think how much I wanted wanted it to be over. How much I just wanted to stop having to think about it. How I couldn't stand the waiting anymore. I couldn't stand how alone it made me feel. He really began to cry now. More than he thought he'd ever done. More even than when he found out his mum was ill. And a part of you wished it would just end, said the monster. Even if it meant losing her. Connor nodded, barely able to speak. And the nightmare began. The nightmare that always ended with, I let her go, Connor choked out. I could have held on, but I let her go. And that, the monster said, is the truth. I didn't mean it though, Connor said, his voice rising. I didn't mean to let her go. And now it's for real. Now she's going to die and it's my fault. And that, the monster said, is not the truth at all. Connor's grief was a physical thing, gripping him like a clamp, clenching him tight as a muscle. He could barely breathe from the sheer effort of it, and he sank to the ground again, wishing it would just take him once and for all. He faintly felt the huge hands of the monster pick him up, forming a little nest to hold him. He was only vaguely aware of the leaves and branches twisting around him, softening and widening to let him lie back. It's my fault, Connor said. I let her go. It's my fault. It is not your fault, the monster said, its voice floating in the air around him like a breeze. It is. You were merely wishing for the end of pain, the monster said. Your own pain. "'an end to how it isolated you. "'It is the most human wish of all.' "'I didn't mean it,' Connor said. "'You did,' the monster said. "'But you also did not.' "'Connor sniffed and looked up to its face, "'which was as big as a wall in front of him. "'How can both be true?' "'Because humans are complicated beasts,' the monster said.' How can a queen be both a good witch and a bad witch? How can a prince be a murderer and a savior? How can a pos- how can an apothecary be evil-tempered but right-thinking? How can a parson be wrong-thinking but good-hearted? How can an invisible men make themselves more lonely by being seen? I don't know, Connor shrugged exhausted. Your stories never made sense to me. "'The answer is that it does not matter what you think,' the monster said, "'because your mind will contradict itself a hundred times each day. "'You wanted to let her go at the same time you were desperate for her to, for me to save her. "'Your mind will believe comforting lies "'while also knowing the painful truths that make those lies necessary. "'And your mind will punish you for believing both.' "'But how do you fight it?' Connor asked, his voice rough. "'How do you fight all the different stuff inside?' "'By speaking the truth,' the monster said. "'As you spoke it just now.' Connor thought again of his mother's hands, at the grip as he let go. "'Stop this, Connor O'Malley,' the monster said gently. "'This is why I came walking, to tell you this so that you may heal.' You must listen. Connor swallowed again. I'm listening. You do not write your life with words, the monster said. You write it with actions. What you think is not important. It is only important what you do. There was a long silence as Connor re-caught his breath. So what do I do? He finally asked. "'You do what you did just now,' the monster said. "'You speak the truth.' "'That's it?' "'Ha! You think it is easy,' the monster raised two enormous eyebrows. "'You were willing to die rather than to speak it.' Connor looked down at his hands, finally unclenching them. "'Because what I thought was so wrong.' "'It was not wrong,' the monster said. "'It was only a thought.' one of a million. It was not an action. Connor let out a long, long breath, still thick. But he wasn't choking. The nightmare wasn't filling him up, squeezing his chest, dragging him down. In fact, he didn't feel the nightmare there at all. I'm so tired, Connor said, putting his head in his hands. I'm so tired of all this. Then sleep said the monster. There is time. Is there? Connor mumbled, suddenly unable to keep his eyes open. The monster changed the shape of his hands even further, making the nest of leaves Connor was lying on even more comfortable. I need to see my mum," he protested. You will, the monster said. I promise. Connor opened his eyes. Will you be there? Yes, the monster said. It will be the final steps of my walking. Connor felt himself drifting off, the tide of sleep pulling against him so hard he couldn't resist it, but before he went, he could feel one last question bubbling up. Why do you always come at 1207? he asked. He was asleep before the monster could answer.